Go ahead. Get clever. I'm trying to be clever. It's not working. My clever hat's um, not on today. Yeah. I, I definitely understand that. Um, understand that my clever hat's not on? No, not not being able to tap into your clever. Ah. I like at will, you know? Yeah. It's tough. That doesn't... I don't feel like that's something that comes inherently to me. <coughs> I got to get in a place. Get in a place. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. And Being I can't tell you, I can't tell you what are, what is necessary to make the place. The place. The place. Yeah. I mean, we could treat it like restaurants in the nineties and just put a bunch of stuff on the wall oh, and then you're in the, yeah. pl- you know, for some reason you want, you know, hmm. like a loaded baked potato and there's a bunch <laughs> of stuff on the wall. Like it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Subliminal messaging. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, there's a bunch of crap on the wall in here. Get me some. Ooh, cheese. I feel like. Give me some cheese fries. <laughs> Make them loaded. Yeah. Where's my blooming onion? Yeah. Loaded nachos on the beach with shrimp. Holy smokes. Nice. So nice. How how was that? The food? The food, the resort, the whole thing. The food. We just, I feel like we just ate in Mexico. That was the whole trip. And That's it good. was so fantastic. That's good. That's cool. Guacamole every day, fresh, like not cold from the fridge. Just, the food was so good. The place with the nachos. We also had soft shell crab tacos. Oh, wow. That sounds great. And they were delicious. Sounds really good. <sighs> and they were delicious f- from the moment they hit the plate, like on the table. It was visually stunning. Mm-hmm. They had some swirly, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been candy for all I know. It could have been, it was probably like a pickled vegetable, but it was, it was u- uniformly swirled little mm-hmm. red, orange, and yellow things. Wow. Do you know what that is? No idea. Can you imagine? Yeah. If I showed you a picture, could you try to figure it out? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll that get later. to that later. Okay. Sounds good. So good. And I'm from New Orleans, so I'm like, I'm soft shell crab aficionado. Yeah. They were delish. That's good. And the price was good. That sounds great. I will share a picture because those tacos were uh, a feast to behold. Nice. I'm jealous. That sounds good. I'm going to go with, I think you should be jealous because it was that good. Okay. I don't want to make people jealous. No, it's all right. But make them jealous. They were really good. Yeah. I mean, it was your 25th anniversary, your, right. your celebration in Mexico Yeah. on the beach. Uh-huh. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Sounds, that sounds like fun. A bit jealous. That, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm glad. You, you deserve it. Thank you. you. You and Matt deserve it. Thank definitely. you, friend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. Uh, All right. I got that crab story out. That was... And it needed to come out. It did. And you needed to share that with the world, I think. I did. Absolutely. I, Wait until you see the pictures. I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm, I feel hungry. I mean, yeah. Uh, we should podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been Let's recording for about 30 minutes now. Holy smokes. What an intro. I know. <laughs> the longest intro ever. This podcast will be two hours. Um, oh, we're fun. We are fun. Uh, we should podcast. Okay. Um... James with a podcast and verb. Yes. Ready, go. Ready, set, go. Ready, okay. Hello, James. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start? That- let's, let's start it. Let's, let's do it the other way this time. That sounds good. You start. Okay. Hello, James. Hi, Nikki. How's it going? It's going great. Um, we are going to podcast today, and uh, I'm excited to to be here with you, my friend. We are still not really on a schedule. I don't know why 21, 22 uh, has kind of, um, that's been tough for us. It's just the, the 20, think, the twenties. I think more for me to kind of maintain, Hey, we're going to do this every day or every week on this particular day. I um, mean, it's been a new thing. It has been a new it's thing. Not, so we're, we haven't been doing this forever. That's true. We're, we're recording on a Monday, um, which is, uh, weird. is cool. Um, <laughs> but it is weird. We're, we're both, um, up against like some different events, both in our 
our ministry lives and then in our personal yeah. lives too, just different stuff going, nothing bad necessarily, lots of, just, just lots stuff. of stuff going on. Um, so we're here on a Monday, uh, knocking out a podcast episode and I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. That'll be fun. It will be fun. Um, what are we going to talk about today? We're talking about the Beatitudes. We're talking about the Beatitudes. What's your attitude about the Beatitudes? Yes, exactly. Talk to um, me. Yeah. So what's your attitude about the Beatitudes? I love it. Um, we're also going to kind of talk about uh, what the Beatitudes unlock for us in life and maybe Ooh. maybe what their purpose is. And then we're also um, maybe going to get into like the first Beatitude. And I was thinking maybe we could come back over the course of a few episodes and break open the Beatitudes like individually. Let's break them open. Let's do that. I think, like that, I think that would be really fun. An egg um, Especially as we move towards Lent, mm-hmm. which is all about kind of, kind of changing your perspective and maybe changing some behaviors. I think the Beatitudes make that... Mm. Kind of like a how-to. Huh? Yeah. They make that medicine go down a little easier, yeah. right? Uh, it doesn't feel as... In our conversation before we hit record, we were talking about how sometimes... Um, Sometimes the church's language or even like biblical language can feel a little shameful, mm-hmm. can feel like someone is, is, uh, it can, it can be a little discouraging. And, and especially if you're, if maybe you've been away from the church for a little while, yeah, if you're on the fringes a, a little bit, it can be a little discouraging a to think, yeah. oh, I have to, you know, be persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Right. That doesn't sound fun. I don't really want to do that. Right. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. No, thanks. We can, exactly. We can kind of talk about where that fits in and, and kind of the order of those things and hopefully make them a little less scary and, yeah, and, you know, weird. Because that was not the intention. No, not at all. Not scary. Not, not at all. weird. Yeah. Guidebook. Guidebook. Yeah. 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 Um, so I will admit, um, I'm stealing a lot of the uh, a lot of what we're talking about today, I, I wanted to talk about it because it's on my mind because it's what we're going, we're, we're talking about with our youth group right now is the Beatitudes. And we're, for our teenagers, we're kind of framing it with, for them as, as this, these kind of road signs, a roadmap, so to speak, on the path to happiness, mm. right? And, and what yeah. is, you know, our pursuit of happiness. And, and so we, when we think about our lives, um, I think, I think that's what a lot of us spend our time doing is trying to figure out the next thing that's going to make us happy uh, and then working towards that in whatever way. And we're trying to choose the next thing um, or to find the next thing to, um, I think, you know, for some of us, it's very pragmatic and practical and we have like sort of these logical steps in mind. And then for some of us, I feel like we're, and we talked about it before, we're just checking off boxes, just hoping something really fits and makes sense. And if we can get over the next hump, then we'll be breathing a sigh, of breathing relief. a sigh of relief, a little happier. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even we just have a little more room in our lives. Right. Mm. So, um, but we are trying to like accomplish something. There's this, there's this need for, you know, um, maybe we don't know what this purpose is, but we know the purpose is there mm-hmm. in our hearts, in our, in our lives. And we want to satisfy that. We want to satisfy that need. I think that whole dynamic gets labeled as kind of the pursuit of happiness, right? The pursuit of, of kind of feeling good about where you are at any, at any given time. Mm -hmm. Um, you brought up earlier and and we've talked about it on the podcast, I think briefly. Um, we did a Christmas episode where we talked about joy, joy. Yep. And how joy is, um, sort of this, this state of peace, if you will, this state of excitement, uh, that is not fleeting, right? right? Happiness is a little bit fleeting. Happiness kind of comes and goes. More of a staying power. Joy yeah. has more of a staying powder. Joy, joy. Power, not powder. Maybe powder. Nope. You nope. never know. I don't think so. Um, uh, but it has this, uh, you're exactly right, has this staying power that we, um, you know, we can kind of rest and and this word we've been using lately, we can bask. Yeah. Kind of enjoy. And, and happiness is sort of moment to moment, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but yet we pursue happiness. Happiness, right? yeah. And we don't... I guess I still feel confused with the whole joy and happiness and what, what's the big diff? So, um, is happiness like, like a simple carb and joy is a healthy fat? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Why way to look at it. Why in the world is that where at, my brain went? Well, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people know, power. I think a lot of people know what that means, right? So uh, a healthy fat is going to power you for a little while longer. Have the avocado. Have the avocado. Be joyful about the avocado. Yeah. If you're going to eat a piece of bacon, eat it early in the morning and let it kind of sustain you throughout the day. Um, Yeah. As opposed to like 
I don't know, your bowl of Captain Crunch, which exactly might give you a Happy tummy ache. in the moment. And you're going to be sleepy in like an hour. Yeah, and right? that would... Big, big that's sugar, not big the same kind crash. of rest. That's not the rest we're talking no, about. No, it's not. It's Ooh, not. that's the headachey rest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. That's not fun. For sure. So, yeah, it is It is really kind of about finding these, uh, these, these sort of signposts in your life, these markers in your life um, that I think are going to... Um, when you, when you put them together, mm-hmm. right, we talk about encounter moments all the time. We talk about these different experiences that we've had in our relationship with God or relationships with family. We put these things together and those things bring us some sense of peace and some sense of um, com- completion, right? It's like, so when we look at those things, we step back and look at those things, they kind of form a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the picture that we're looking at is our relationship with God. Okay. Okay. So... Um, there's a really great book called The Shack. Uh, I think yeah. I've talked about it before. I don't remember the name of the author. Um, I will look it up before we... Um, I'll look it up right now. I have you have the ability to look it up right now. We have bugs. the power. Yeah. We have um, the power. <laughs> it's a novel uh, by a writer named William P. Young, right? But there's this really beautiful scene. Uh, it's also a movie. You can mm-hmm. check it out. It's a really beautiful scene in the book um, where uh, the, the protagonist... Um, meets the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is this uh, sort of cute and... Um, beautiful, ethereal, I feel like. Yeah, huh? yeah, sort of cute and ethereal, mm. beautiful uh, Asian woman. Yeah. Right? And she takes him out to this garden uh, to do some work, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they're, they're gardening, and as they're gardening, they're having this conversation, and there's like lots of weeds in this garden. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work to do, and he's kind of confused. It was a crappy garden. And she's like, you know this garden we're working on is your heart. Like it's, it's you. That felt a little, Oh, I was like, Oh yeah, exactly. And, but I think if we can, if we can kind of push the metaphor a little further, Mm -hmm. um, I think happiness is okay. When one single flower pops up in that garden, right. And the the flowers, just just like Jesus says, the flowers bloom and then they fade and they're thrown into the fire, right. As, as chaff, right. Like one little flower, but when you step back and you see the whole garden and you see the whole garden sort of, com- you know, complete and you see it move through these phases of, of dying and rising and mm-hmm. going, right. You see it kind of move through that, that dynamic. That's joy. You see how, be- how beautiful the oh, whole thing so it's is. Dynamic. That's joy, mm-hmm. right? So joy is, is this, the state of wonder, the state of happiness, the state of maybe fear of the Lord to get okay. super, uh, theological about it where we, we can kind of just set step back and appreciate the fact that God has taken care of us, right? Appreciate the fact that, that God is there, wonderful. that he loves us. Yeah, exactly. Um, and God wants us to feel that. I think that's a harder, a harder thing to grasp because we, you know, we're human beings. We yeah. only have, we only have two Our eyes and two hands and two feet. There's only so much we can, we can do or even pay attention to mm-hmm. in like a single moment. So God uses this desire for happiness kind of like, like to fuel, to kind of fuel that, um, appreciation to, to fuel that centeredness in joy. Okay. Right. Um, you know, mm. I, I think, like that. I think a lot of times, uh, I, I look at that dynamic. I mean, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times I'm not happy. I'm not even joyful. Right. Like I, I mentioned on the podcast before I struggle with depression. I have to work really hard at kind of keeping things in focus and staying grounded and, if I pay attention to one, too much attention to one aspect of my life over here, I feel ashamed that I'm abandoning the other mm-hmm. aspects of my life or, or other relationships or things like that. So it is a, it's a, it's a, it is a thing. If it, I don't know anyone listening, if this, if you take comfort in this, it is something that you are going to mess up. It mm-hmm. is something that you are going to struggle with. You are going to struggle to be happy. You're going to struggle to be joyful, right? And even in the Gospels, um, you know, we see moments where Jesus is tired, where Jesus is, is you know, frustrated at someone's lack of understanding, mm-hmm. or, or he's explained something to the disciples 10 times, and they're still not getting it, right? Like, we see those moments. And, and those moments, I think, reflect how Jesus was not always happy, Ah, uh, right. Okay. But he, his, his, in his divinity, he's able to maintain this joy. Mm-hmm. He's able to maintain this groundedness in his purpose, this mm-hmm. groundedness in the father's plan for him, in his prayer life, in his relationships. 
where he is, you know, and it's out of that joy that he's able to, that he's able to forgive Peter for denying him three times. It's out of that joy that he's able to let Judas go because he knows Mm -hmm. Judas has to do his thing. It's out of that joy that he's able to, you know, um, weep for Lazarus one moment and then raise him from the dead the next moment. Mm -hmm. It's because he can kind of keep all those things in perspective. Right. And, and so I don't know about you. I've always, that's, you know, it's, it's obviously, um, a big ask when we say like, you know, when Jesus says, take up my cross and follow me. Or when St. Paul says, be an imitator of me as I am of Christ. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, that's that's hard. (laughs) It's going to hurt. Right. Um, but I do think that maybe we don't realize that the, the how, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the ways how to do that um, are there in scripture for us. Yeah. And not, and I think sometimes, you know, the stuff and what we read in scripture can be, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a caveman and I don't understand things very well. And so it's important for me to hear them over and over and over again, but sometimes they still seem hard to understand. Sure. Sure. So I, I like that the Beatitudes are, um, kind of feel like they're bullet pointed. That mm-hmm. helps the organizational aspect of my brain to mm-hmm. kind of yeah. categorize things. Yeah. But they're still kind of confusing to me. Not going to lie. And, and they're, I think, I mean, just like. The I com- need to be taught like a child. Well, and just, right? we, we all do. Like we all yeah. have to enter into that, um, those moments with God where we're really allowing God to teach us, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's in sacred scripture or going to church or even in, you know spending time with family and friends and, and people who are, are going to have our best interest at heart, right? Mm-hmm. Like however God is teaching us, we have to be willing to say, we have to be humble enough to say, God, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I'm not even close to understanding everything, to knowing everything. So I need you to, to fill my brain. And, and I also need you to be patient with the fact that when you fill my brain or my heart with stuff, it's going to overflow. And I'm only going to be able to take away a little bit at a time, mm, right? Yeah. And really digest it and apply it to my life. I think God not only um, recognizes that about us, I think he I think he really likes that about us. Because in that in the you know, in that sort of sort of limited nature of our ability to learn and to understand him, um, he gets to keep coming back to us. Mm. So he gets to develop a relationship with us that's ongoing and mm-hmm. is like a, is like a real friendship. And that's really what he wants for yeah. us. Right. So, so he made us that way. Mm. Um, he made us to kind of fit that mold, which is, is really cool. Um, getting back to what you're talking about, about, you know, some of these things that we see in scripture that sort of put everything in order for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to look at those things and be overwhelmed. Yeah. It's really easy to look at those things sure. and think I'm not doing any of that. That means I shouldn't go to church or I'm, I'm, bad or something. Right. Um, and that's not what Jesus wants for us at all. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we're going to kind of talk about the Beatitudes. We'll, we'll, we'll read through them. And then I I really kind of want to open up, um, the, uh, the, the very first Beatitude, Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew five, three. Uh, I want to kind of talk about that today. And, um, you know, uh, again, we'll kind of come back to some of these different things, um, throughout, uh, you know, throughout some of our upcoming episodes, we'll come back to the Beatitudes. So I like uh, it. Um, okay. So first of all, uh, let's kind of set the scene. Uh, you mentioned Jesus being on boats and taking naps. He also liked to, um, to be in the countryside. He also Mm -hmm. liked to be kind of out in nature. And so, uh, this, um, in Matthew's gospel, uh, Matthew lets us know that, um, that, Jesus is, is, is going up a mountain. So he's, he's kind of outside of the city of Jerusalem. He goes up a mountain, um, and sits down and begins to teach. And there's, to me, there's this really beautiful, um, uh, you know, it's really beautiful picture comes to mind of Jesus mm-hmm. kind of out in nature and sort of maybe these, this sort of hilly or rocky place, right. And he's up on top of this big boulder sitting down and I just see all the crowds beneath him and he's having to talk, you know, loud and, and really use his teacher voice, his right? Teacher voice to kind yeah. of get to get the message across, and and um, you know how beautiful it must have been to be one of the people in the crowd just listening, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And really mm-hmm. hearing sure. these words 
spoken for the first time, right? Like you, you, um, do you think they caught it on the, the first time? No, no. I think about things that were said like, you know, yesterday in a moment with a friend and I'm like, God, I know I felt really great about that. I don't remember the words. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I do think, I mean, I, I'm glad that there were people remembering things and certainly they mm-hmm. lived in a culture where remembering things and passing things on from uh, an oral tradition mm-hmm. standpoint. That was, was the standard. That was the standard. That was much more valued, right? Because, you know, even, even people's ability to read and write like wasn't guaranteed. Mm. And then the ability to actually like, like have the materials to read and write or to really record things, um, wasn't guaranteed either. So, um, so people had to be a little more attentive. No one had a phone. Right. To record. (laughs) Like no, nobody had a phone. Um, we think, yeah, it would have been great, you know, if they had a video, but imagine, you know, it it also might've been a huge distraction. Yeah. Right. Um, and not living in the moment, yeah. not taking it in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this scene starts with um, this very brief description of uh, Jesus sort of going up this mountain and teaching, uh, and then he just lists the beatitudes, right? And he goes from the beatitudes to uh, these different similes um, of salt and light, right? Kind of empowering humanity to be what the world needs, um, and then. He starts teaching about these these different things: the law, anger, adultery, divorce, um, just these different things where he um, he has some authority. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think it's really cool. I also love the Gospels of Matthew and Mark because they're just they're just so simple. Mm. Like you know, Luke Luke is teaching from like a historical context, and John is teaching from this super, super. theological con- and personal. Super, yeah. Um, but Matthew and Mark are just like, hey, here's what happened. Here's like the the Live at Five like news exclusive. Mm. Like here's just, here's what happened. And it's so concise and pretty and focused. Um, and when you're saying it's descriptive and stuff like that, I have to tell you, <laughs> I keep picturing Julie Andrews going up the hill. <laughs> Julie, oh, in Sound of Music? Yes, yes. Like no. as, you're, as you're describing Jesus going up the hill uh-huh. and all these rocks and uh-huh. then he's standing here. I'm like... And there comes Julie Andrews around the corner uh, the, and she's singing with the kids. Yeah. The little, little apron on yes. and the flowers and all that. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. so beautiful. It is beautiful. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, okay. So I think, uh, let me read this and Please. then we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of talk through it a little bit and, um, talk about how we get from these guidelines. I don't mm-hmm. want to call them rules, but these guidelines of the, Be- of the Beatitudes, how we get from there to happiness, Okay. from there to like satisfaction in life. Uh, and I think we could probably talk about, um, we could very easily talk about a saint or two. I think we find the lives of the saints sure. in here um, really, really, uh, really, really profoundly. Mm-hmm. Like the, the saints are reflected. So uh, this is from uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, verses one through 12. That's what we're going to read. The Sermon on the Mount. When he saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Well said, Jesus. Yeah, you were on your game that day, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, it's very concise. Very concise. It does feel a little um, poetic in the sense that I don't understand poetry. <laughs> okay, I think that's fair, and I, I think we're all kind of in that boat. Um, just looking looking at the Beatitudes as a whole, I mm-hmm. think it's hard to um, maybe hard to recognize. Uh, 
the everydayness. The everydayness of it, right? Yeah. So, so there's a there's a depth. You know that the beatitudes are deep. It's hard to know how deep, mm-hmm. and it's hard to know why that depth. It, it's just hard to unpack, mm-hmm. right? At kind of a first glance. Yes. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind, and this is something that I didn't realize uh, until probably a little bit, probably it was in my early thirties, is to look at the beatitudes. Um, you know, we, we, I, my brain immediately wants to categorize. So I hear poor in sp- the poor in spirit, they who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm-hmm. I hear these different categories of people. And I think about different groups of people doing different things. But really, Jesus mm. is, Jesus wants all of these things for me. Okay. Right. He wants, if we think of these as like teams or groups, like accomplishing these wonderful things. He wants me to try to do all of those things. He, he sees those qualities or characteristics in each of us. In each of us. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're all made um, in his image and likeness. We're all given gifts and, and talents uh, to be able to do these things sort of in our own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but certainly uh, we can all pattern our lives in these ways after Christ. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe something that will help us to look at this and say, Jesus is all of those things mm-hmm. in scripture, uh, even in, uh, the, you know, if you're, if you're Catholic in the liturgy, mm-hmm. right. If you're, um, reading other places in scripture about, you know, it's not, it's not even the gospels, but he's prefigured in the new, in, in the old Testament, right. If you're reading some of those old Testament stories, right. you will recognize these qualities in the heroes and heroines of the old Testament. Yeah. Right. So, so when we say, um, that, that, you know, when we look at the Beatitudes as like, individual pieces of a whole, I think it's important to get used to seeing them as a whole. I always want to, to kind of separate them and just kind of pick out, okay, mm. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to think about this one and I'm going to try to accomplish this. Right. But usually, at least in my experience, I, I can't accomplish that or, or even see it as without the, tapping into, without the tapping others. into to, to others. Right. Yeah. So, so similar to like the 10 commandments, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you're having a problem lying or coveting or something like that, um, keeping that first commandment in yeah. mind, right. That, that, you know, this is the Lord, your God, right. right. And, and, um, keeping that first commandment in mind really kind of helps the others. It helps yeah. the others to fall into place. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, there's a similar, I think, um, a similar spirit here that, that we are, we are called to be kind of this, this whole package, mm-hmm. right. And to, to, to kind of lean into these individual pieces of, of that whole package, but to, to really, uh, to be holistically holy. Yeah. Um, which might be a little scary. Um, um it does feel like, um, uh, following with reckless abandon, Sure. which means, you know, you have to be all in. You do. You do. Um, and, and being all in is, uh, is something that I, th- I think we've gotten away from in society. Mm-hmm. I think we want our instant, gra- our instant gratification. We mm-hmm. want to be able to kind of look different directions for different things. Yeah. And, and Jesus is talking about commitment here. Yeah. He's, he's talking about a big time commitment. Um, to kind of, to kind of parse that out a little bit. Uh, well, first, like the, the, the point of the Beatitudes, um, first of all, or, or maybe a point that we don't think about, uh, is that is, is to, is to help us to go and live a full life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think when we think about a full life, often we don't think of our religious life, at least here in our society. Now we don't think of our religious life as being the key necessarily to that fulfillment. When I ask our confirmation teens, you know, what, what do you want out of life? What's going to make you happy? Um, I get answers like, uh, a good job, mm-hmm. uh, a good education, right. a family, you know, um, very high quality, like good stuff that people should want and should aspire to. But usually, um, I kind of have to work to get the answer. Like, well, I want a good relationship with God yeah, or I want more out of my prayer life or I want, you know, um, I want to follow my vo- vocation. Right. So, so I think we think about these, not necessarily worldly things, but we think about these things um, first that are sort of the, the carrot dangling. The tangible. Right? The tangible thing yeah. that we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful that God, one, that he not only wires us that way, but he he, he knows that about us. Mm-hmm. And so he says, okay, 
you know, Jesus is kind of saying, okay, well, what if you followed these carrots? What if you followed these things? Okay. And then I could promise you that this happiness that you find is going to turn into joy. Mm. It's going to turn into this. It's going to be the avocado. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's going to turn into this, this long lasting, very fruitful, um, not even an exercise anymore, but a, but a way of life mm-hmm. that is and it's going, going to be to, sustaining. It's it, going to sustain you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I was going to ask you, so from a, from a parent's perspective, is there, is there a moment you can remember or is there like a, maybe a shift over time as a parent where the, the happiness as a parent, like seeing your kids do things and seeing your kids grow up, that happiness shifts from like the momentary happiness to like mm. this more of a sense of joy. Like I'm, you know, as, as that, is that something that is really tangible? I mean, I feel like, I feel like grandparents mm. get there, like grandparents, yeah. are, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like, they're just so overjoyed that they have grandkids and no matter what their grandkids do, <laughs> it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Right. <laughs> um, you know, as someone who's still, you know, you have a, a, a child that's older college age. Yep. And then you have got some half of them under a roof yeah. and, and half of them are, yeah. are in college. Do you, do you, do you recognize that transition sort of in that family dynamic? I think so. And I don't even think it has to do with their age as much as, um, my, uh, you know, my growth as a parent, Okay. you know, um, and, and my growth as a parent comes with my growth in my own spirituality. Okay. And I want to say that like, really the the biggest teachers and the biggest part of the transition is the stumbling blocks and where um, maybe my kids haven't met whatever standards they've set for themselves or standards that we have set forth before them and kind of having our um, church family um, support us through our humanity Okay. That I have uh, transitioned into being more joyful about their pursuit of who they are as people. Okay. And looking at their their souls and their spiritual life as the the thing that I most want to nurture. Mm-hmm. There's there's something uh, there's a, a very um, beautiful thing in there that or the the thing that strikes me is is that idea of of humanity. And I think when we you know, I'm, I'm not a parent, but I think when at the, at the beginning of every, uh, youth ministry year, mm-hmm. I want it to be perfect for all of the kids. And I have to kind of get to this place and it's usually real fast. Like Jesus puts a stop <laughs> to that real fast, but I have to get to this place where I just go, okay, James, it's not going to be the perfect that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you follow the will of God and you do your best to just be present, to carry your cross, to, to look for God in these in whatever's coming, he will make it perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a, uh, one of my dad's favorite bands. And so consequently, one of my favorite bands growing up was the, the Eagles. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a really wonderful documentary, uh, that they did, I don't know, five or six years ago now, kind of about their, their history and, and just kind of a biographical thing of the band. And, um, one of the members of the band, uh, that one of their guitar players, this guy named Joe Walsh, he, he says, you know, they were talking about some of the struggles that they went through and, and just different crazy things that were going on. And he says, you know, at the time it felt like a mess mm-hmm. at the time. It felt like, you know, everything was kind of falling apart, but when, you know, 20 or 30 years go by and you look back on it, it's like a finely crafted novel. Mm. Right. And yeah. it's just like all of the pieces fall into place and everything that needed to happen happened. And, you know, the triumphs and, and the tragedies and all of that is there, but it's this really beautiful story mm-hmm. that kind of unfolds. I, n- not only in the, in scripture, certainly that's evident, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our own lives, it's like, how many times have, has my prayer been, you know, God, what are you doing? Yeah. Where are you? Right. Like, like, you know, I'm fix so, this. I'm so mad at you. Fix this, yeah. fix that. Right. And, and, you know, the Beatitudes remind us that God, God has a, a plan and uh-huh. it's not just, he doesn't just think about it like, Hey, this is, this is my plan. And, and it's, and it's sort of far mm-hmm. off on the horizon. Um, but it's like, it's Nikki's plan right now. Mm-hmm. And Nikki has a role to play in it. 
right now. And there's a plan for your, your family and your kids. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to think that, okay, so, so often in scripture, they ask Jesus like, okay, prove it to us, show us something (laughs) great. Tell us something great. Do something great. Tell us what to do. And so often in scripture, Jesus is like, okay, this is great. I'm glad you want to know. This is, this is how you pray. Yeah. This is how you, this, you know, and the Beatitudes are one of those examples, um, that, uh, I think probably at the time was pretty revolutionary. I think to most of us yeah. in our daily lives is, is pretty revolutionary. Um, okay. So long story short, the Beatitudes, uh, get us to happiness. They mm-hmm. help us to be happy because they reframe our thinking. Okay. They, they really do, um, they, they reframe our thinking and then consequently our, our actions, right? And they really do take us from a place of being pretty selfish and pretty maybe fearful of our own, uh, you know, what am I going to get out of life? That, like, that well, kind of attitude. Which is, I think, our, our common yeah, that's our, our that's disposition. Our, that's, that's our just, default position yeah. sometimes, yeah. Um, well, that's an infamy. They, they get us out of that and they get us thinking about our neighbor, okay, thinking yeah, about yeah. God, thinking about how we can serve other people. Um, but also using this gift of humility, uh, in conjunction with the, with the gift of faith to, and, and letting, you know, by, by letting those two gifts kind of direct our actions, right? So even if we don't want to be, um, even if we don't want to be merciful, uh, Matthew five, seven, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. (laughs) Even when we don't want to be merciful, our faith in understanding that that's what Jesus is asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And then our humility in saying, I'm not God and you are, so I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what you're telling me mm-hmm. to do. Um, as mercy, mercy provides relief to the people giving the mercy. Mm-hmm. It provides, you know, this, this sense of, okay. Um, of real, like sort of deep satisfaction to those that are being merciful. And, I'm not saying that it's easy. No. I'm not even saying that it's fun. It, it might not be, right? Um, but it is something that I think in the long run is going to help you to tap into that that groundedness, that centeredness that we have in joy. Yeah. Right? Um, this first beatitude has always confused me. It has always been really confusing. And I actually just heard um, a couple of different explanations that went sort of hand in hand, one from Father Mike Schmitz and one from uh, Dr. Brant Petrie. We've talked about yeah, both of them yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the podcast before. Um, so this is Matthew chapter five, verse three, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I kind of want to break this first one open and we'll talk about uh, the other Beatitudes in um, later um, later episodes. But I do want to, uh, to kind of reiterate, like when we break these open, uh, we're going to talk about how they like the, the mercy one, um, we're going to talk about how they affect our lives for the better and how they, they bring, they bring us to this happy place. Yes. Right. Um, okay. So five, three, uh, blessed, you know, oh, actually before we do that, um, this, the short introduction, right? So Matthew five verses one and two, when he saw the crowds, he went up the mountain and after he had sat down and his, his disciples came to him, he began to teach them saying, those two things are reflective of Moses. They're reflective uh, of prophets yeah, of old okay. that went up the mountain and taught the people, right? And so Jesus is... Setting the stage. He's setting this the is going to be profound. He's claiming his authority, yes. right? So for anyone who's like, Jesus never really said, you know, you know, I'm the guy, right? First of all, he said, I'm the guy lots of times in lots of different ways in scripture. But he also did things like mm-hmm. going up the side of a mountain and looking a lot like Moses uh-huh. and teaching, right? That, that would have been something that got people's attention. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. Mm. This first one though, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor, poor in, spirit, in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What, what does it world, mean to be poor in spirit? What does it mean to be? Are you asking me or telling I'm, me? No, I'm totally asking you. Okay. So in scripture, uh, there's, um, a couple of places where Jesus talks about the difference between kind of the haves and the have nots. Right. And, and he wants, um, our lives to be um, lives patterned after uh, his own life in which he's constantly pursuing God. And for that pursuit Mm -hmm. to really sort of take place uh, in our lives, for it to have room in our lives, that means there has to be room in our lives for 
got to sort of come in and take root, right? There's got to be Work space. And move. And yeah. So if you think of your, if you think of your spiritual life or, mm. or, or your, um, your, your relationship with God as like a, as like a, like a, like some kind of container, maybe like, like your refrigerator at home. Okay. Right. So you, you go grocery shopping. Uh, I don't know if this happens to you. It happens to me all the time. I come home with a bunch of groceries and I'm like, Oh, I got to clean out the fridge. Oh, right? first. Yeah. I've got to be willing to kind of get rid of some of the stuff that's there that maybe, um, the box of salad that's already going wilted. Yeah, exactly. To put the new box in. Yeah, to put the new box in. Yeah. Uh, why'd you buy bananas? Just to watch them die, uh, right? Like exactly. That kind of thing, right? I buy bananas to throw them away in yeah. a few days. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, we, we can relate that in our spiritual life in that if we never clean out the fridge, if we're not mm. willing to look at the fridge and go, you know, there's some stuff in here that really needs to get thrown away, that really needs to get moved to the side. Um, if we never like sort of open up our spirit, open up our heart, open up the things that maybe the things that we struggle with, mm-hmm. right. And allow God to, to, to take care of that stuff, mm. allow God to take up that, that, you know, room, whether it's full of junk or whether it's empty, but to take up that room and to, to make a place for himself he needs in space. our lives. He, he, again, he's a gentleman. We've said it a mm-hmm. thousand times on this podcast. Um, he is not going to do that. He's not going to be forceful. Without without us giving him the permission, giving mm-hmm. him the room. To give him that permission, to give him the room, means that we have to recognize that he's God and that we are not. Mm-hmm. And it means that we have to uh, consent to him moving right? To, to him working. Okay. And both of those things require humility. They require that supplication, um, of us before, before God, right? We have to kind of take a knee, right? Or, or at least in our, in our hearts, our minds, take a knee and allow God who is so mighty and so far above us and so much better than we deserve, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. We have to allow God to call us worthy. Mm. We have to allow God to say, you know, you're my, you're my child. And there's some things that are really broken and messed up and unfortunate about your life or mm-hmm. about decisions you've made, but I'm going to fix them. You can't fix them for yourself. I'm going to fix them. There's a wonderful parable uh, in Luke's gospel. It's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And I'll just kind of paraphrase it. Um, but there's these two men that they go to the temple to pray. One's a Pharisee. The other is a tax collector. The Pharisee, um, he goes to like, like right to the front. Right. And he says, um, I'll just read it to you. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this task, this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. He's basically that kid who's writing a letter to Santa. I so and, know that kid. And telling, and telling Santa how good he is. Yeah. Right. And this is Buttering why, him up. this is why I need, you know, a new PS5, right? Like this yes. is that thing. Okay. Um, but this tax collector, uh, who, you know, tax collectors at the time, they worked with the Romans it, it, they thought, you know, people thought that they were just, you know, sinful and awful and terrible because right. they worked with the Romans. Um, he stands off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven. So he's like in the back of the room, afraid to even approach yeah. God, but he beats his breast and he prays, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that is the extent of his prayer. Wow. God, there is a bunch of junk in my fridge and I really need your help to clean it out. And I know that I can't do it alone. Help me. I need you to help me. Yeah. That is being poor in spirit. Ah. So there's, there's this recognition. That's the poor in spirit. There is, the, there is this recognition that you're not, you're not poor in the sense that you don't have a spirit or that you don't have a spiritual life. You're, you recognize your own poverty. You recognize the... Your the, need for a savior. The negative space in your life, and you invite God into mm. that negative space. You invite God into to take up that space, to take up that room, and to nurture you through those issues, mm-hmm. to save you, right? If you don't recognize that room in your heart, if you don't, you know, give God any space, again, he's not going to f- force it, mm-hmm. right? Jesus, Jesus let Judas go. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's hard, I think for a lot of people to, um, to, to fathom, mm-hmm. right? Like, like why doesn't God just snap his fingers? Um, uh, I'll never forget. I had a, a class full of eighth grade boys years ago. One of them asked me, why doesn't God just come down and fix it? I don't understand. Why doesn't God just come down and fix it? And was, the answer was, well, he did. He did. I mean, yeah. he came down he and he fixed it. He gave us the answer. But that fixing it has to has to fit who we are as human beings. It doesn't negate our free will. It doesn't negate our free will. And it, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't, God is not compelled, uh, to, 
to, to save us without our participation mm. in being saved. And that's beautiful. It is. Like it's we want to have participation it's and yeah. it's beautiful that he allows us participation and desires for us to be participative in our own. It, absolutely. And, and this idea of righteousness or this idea of poverty of spirit wouldn't matter. It wouldn't mm. even factor like, then why be good? Right. Then, yeah. then why even bother? Well, we, 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 you know, the Beatitudes teach us to, to be good, quote unquote, to do these, these wonderful things, uh, in order to pursue who we really are, who God made mm. us to be. And when we're, mm. when we're in that place, sometimes the fleeting place mm-hmm. of being who we really are, we're happy. Yeah. We're whole. We're whole. Yeah. Um, we just came back from a retreat. We were talking earlier about how sometimes retreat experiences or maybe pilgrimage experiences, things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go back to your normal everyday life, it's like, oh, I've got to go back to the real world. Right. Yeah. It's kind of this want wah like feeling. Sure. And you had mentioned that, um, you know, some of the folks that you've talked to had kind of brought up uh, after this last tech weekend, two weekends ago, mm-hmm. I kind of brought up like, well, you know, maybe that feeling on a retreat, maybe that feeling of the encounter with God, that experience with God is the real world. And maybe we're supposed to bring that real world to the everyday, to the everyday. Yeah. Um, I think that's really what Jesus is talking about in the, in the Beatitudes. It's kind of his, uh, recipe for that is the Beatitudes. Yeah. So you've got these very practical, um, you know, deep and certainly philosophically minded and, 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 you know, religious minded, list of things. Right. Um, but they're all things that you can do. They're attainable, they're attainable. Or, or at least, um, somewhat, right? Yeah. You can, you can, um, it you, feels like a balancing act. Like could, could I, could I live in the Beatitudes faithfully all of them at the same time? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I think they're, I think I, they're just like, you know, sometimes it's overwhelming when we say, well, I'm going to go to church every Sunday. Right. Well, Again, like our friend Leland likes to say, just go this Sunday. Just mm, worry about going yeah. this Sunday. Right? And that's the beauty of like living in the moment and being present Absolutely. in the present. Absolutely. And so the, the Beatitudes are, are you know, we're, we're, we're not going to always get it right. We're mm-hmm. not going to always be walking down the street and recognize Jesus in someone that maybe we don't like or maybe that we, you know, that you know, we have a negative experience or something like mm-hmm. that. We're not always going to get everything right. We're not always going to be peacemakers or merciful. Like right. We're going to mess up. But... Jesus wants us to practice those things. Yeah. He wants us to, to, to really live our lives, you know, looking for ways in which we can put some of these things to work mm-hmm. in our lives, some of these, these guidelines to work in our lives. And then when we do it, he, he does want us to recognize the fruit of that labor. If it's the feel good, warm, fuzzy feeling, wonderful. If it's just recognizing that, Hey, I helped that person mm-hmm. and that person is now better off yeah. because of it. Great. Wonderful. If it's maybe like Jesus, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm having to I keep coming back to this mercy one because I think it really, we all relate to it. I'm having to be merciful on this person that I really don't want to be merciful to. Yeah. And it's really not fun and I right. don't like it, but I'm gonna do it anyway because you told me to do it. Yeah. And I hope that gets me somewhere, right? I hope that gets me somewhere in my relationship with you. Jesus is not gonna, he's not gonna walk back on that promise, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's going to, to use that sacrifice, to use that, that intention that you have, um, to, to give you grace, right. To, to bring, Mm. to bring more grace to your life. Um, the other, I I think, and we've kind of touched on it uh, a little bit. The other thing that I kind of want to mention about the Beatitudes, and and I, I recognize this with my talking to the teens about it last night and, Mm -hmm. and is that we don't have to, um, if, if, if there, if there are, are pieces of this, maybe that feel, uh, foreign mm-hmm. or that we feel are, um, you know, where we, where we, we don't know all the answers, right? Things where that just feels tough. None of these, none of these, um, are just one person's job. Okay. So the Beatitudes also really unite us in I mean, he's speaking in plural, right? Mm-hmm. Blessed are they who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Like that mm-hmm. implies more than one person, right. right? So Jesus is speaking about the whole church. Okay. So when we are having a difficult time 
with our mm. righteousness, when we're having a difficult time bringing peace into our families, right? When we're having a difficult time, maybe with, with being persecuted, yeah. right? God wants us to go to the church for help. That ties into yesterday's gospel a little bit too, with just our, um, the readings with just go, having the hard conversations in love, mm-hmm. you know, like if you can approach those situations, because what you're talking about in, in doing things, um, having these expectations as a group requires us to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, I kind of suck at that. Like I, I, cause I tend to be a peacekeeper, mm-hmm. not a maker. Mm-hmm. And, um, pray for me for that. Yeah. That's so, hard. so one of our kids, uh, so they, so they, yesterday I made all the teens do little skits that like kind of advertise. God bless like, the skits. Like, like, um, <laughs> uh, kind of explained the, uh, the, um, the Beatitudes and, and the, the skit where they talked about, um, uh, you know, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. It was literally, uh, these, these two brothers, there's actually twin brothers in this mm-hmm. group. So these two brothers got in a fight over who gets to use the car and, it, and, and the skit was, they got in an actual physical fight. Okay? Oh, and it was really funny. Was really, it, it was, staged? It, it, was, it, was, okay. it was staged. It was like, it was like, like, like uh, WWE kind oh, of style. Okay, right? yeah. It was really funny. And then another teen gets in between them and says, Hey, you know, you guys break it up. And he says, okay, you can use the car from this time to this time. And you can use the car from this time to this time. Is that okay? And I, and it just kind of like popped into my brain and not just me, like other folks there, it was like, okay, the difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker, peacemakers provide solutions. Ah. And I, I, th- I thought that was That's really, that very was really, insightful. Really, peacemakers provide solutions, yeah. right? They, they look at a situation and they say, okay, what's the next step here? As opposed to just stop fighting. everybody calm down, stop <laughs> yeah. fighting. Right. Or I'm just going to, you know, sort of acquiesce to this, what this person wants, because I just want the peace of a non-stressful situation, yeah. right? Whereas, you know, a, a peace, a peacemaker is like, Hey, you take the car for half an hour and I'll take the car for half an hour and we'll both be happy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So lots of, lots That's of cool, good. lots of cool stuff to, to unpack in the Beatitudes. Yeah. Um, as we kind of wrap up here, I do want to, uh, encourage our listeners as we, as we've done before, um, None of this stuff happens overnight. I am a credo Catholic and I'm approaching my 50th birthday. I've been learning about church teaching and my Catholicism for all this time. And I still feel befuddled with Beatitudes, other church teachings, Mm -hmm. all the gospel stuff. I just, I'm, I'm constantly learning. And so, um, yeah, it's okay if it's confusing because we're... We're all late to church we at are. some point we with are. some things, and yeah, I'm the first to admit I'm still learning. There's a there's a real uh, when we when we dig into the beatitudes, and really when we dig into anything, um, anything in in scripture, there's there's a real sense of okay, I'm I'm not going to accomplish this on my own, right? Right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm right. not going to accomplish this in you know a single like one single stroke. I'm not mm-hmm. going to accomplish this by praying the perfect prayer, right? Um, you know, Abraham e- enters into this covenant with God and, you know, his life is not perfect from there on out. His life is not all figured out. Like mm-hmm. he still makes mistakes and makes bad decisions and has to go back to God and, and you know, like, you know, he, he, he still suffers. Yeah. Right? A, a lot of our humanity is, is, is suffering. Right. And that, that's this, it's the same way with us. And yeah. so, so if that's maybe your feeling that you, that maybe you don't, maybe you haven't taken that step or taken that next step because you feel like, all right, you know, this is, this is the big step where there, there has to be the payoff or whether, mm. you know, I feel like I should, I should get it all by now, or I should be able to do this by now. I can finally check the box that yeah. this is known. And there is no yeah. box, right? There's not a right. box. God just wants you to, to be moving towards him. Mm-hmm. That's really the, the, um, not only the goal, it's, it's the, it's the, the meat and potatoes of like what we do here yeah. on earth is to just move towards God. And so, um, I, I, I think when we, when we get away from that perspective, things like the Beatitudes become very painful. They become very, mm-hmm. very painful. And, and when the, when the Beatitudes become obligatory or when they become just another thing that we have to get done on a, on a Wednesday love. night, yeah, yeah. When there's no, you know, it, like the readings this past weekend without yeah. love, I'm a resounding gong or a clashing symbol. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't, blah, blah, it blah. doesn't really, you know, yeah. 
move us in that direction of, of, of sainthood of, mm-hmm. of heaven. Um, so I, I, I want to, um, even though I said all of these things go together and, and we can kind of do all these things. If you're struggling with this, if you're struggling with, you know, that mercy component, let that, let that marinate a little bit, yeah. let it mellow, find something in this list of beatitudes are all wonderful things. Find something in this list and commit to doing that thing just, just this mm, week. Yeah. I'm going to really try to be meek this mm-hmm. week. And if someone, you know, cuts me off in traffic instead of that thing that I would normally say, or maybe after that thing that I normally say, I'm going to say a prayer for that person. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hope that wherever they're going, that they get there safely. Right. Um, is that easy? No, but it's just one thing. You, know, you one can just step in a better direction. One yeah. thing and take that step. And then I think, the second and the third and the fourth step become that much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, because it becomes something that feels familiar and, mm-hmm. and easier to do. Which is why it's, which is why it's a practice. Which is what exactly. You know, yeah. you know, I was thinking of the great singer Harry Connick Jr. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a Catholic from New Orleans. And 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 when people ask him about you know, oh wait, are you Catholic? Or do you practice your Catholicism? He says, yep, I'm going to keep practicing until I get it right. And I think there's such beauty to that because there's no expectation for us to get it and reach a completion. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. And it's just like training for a marathon or or, or anybody who's studying to um, learn and, and teach something or do something. There's never really an end in sight because there's infinite wisdom out there and and we're human. Jesus also talks about, uh, at the, at the end of this and, and, and going hand in hand with that, Jesus talks about at the end of this, um, rejoice and be glad for your reward will be great in heaven. Mm. I, I know, I know that Jesus is talking about heaven, like as a state of being for, as when this life is over, we become Mm -hmm. saints in heaven. Right. But I also think that he's talking about heaven, um, this, this, this kingdom of heaven in our heart. Okay. okay. So we're, we're made, we're made for heaven. We're made to be in the garden of Eden, hmm. right? With God. We're made to be in heaven with God, but we're not. So the way, you know, the, the, the real purpose of, of the Beatitudes, the real purpose of this life that we live with God. Yes. It's about getting to heaven eventually in this sort of chronological way, right? We're going to live this life. I'm going to move on to the next one. And there's this sort of like the dominoes falling mm-hmm. in a particular in right. a particular way. But I think Jesus is also speaking in this sense of where, you know, how are you bringing about the kingdom right now? Yeah. Right. So if our reward is, is great in heaven, you know, it, can we kind of taste that reward now? Mm. Can we kind of, can we kind of see that reward now can we feel it and i think we i think we really can i think we're yeah. designed to to do that and people and that is the joy yeah right that is the joy that is the payoff uh here in the world god doesn't doesn't just want you to be persecuted and you go your whole life being persecuted and that sounds miserable absolutely and then after you're dead you've kind of <laughs> maybe wasted this time and <laughs> that's then you're awful happy. that's awful he doesn't mm. want that he wants you to recognize that joy not only in the midst of that persecution but but because you've invited him into your life, mm-hmm. right? You, because you've invited him into those daily situations that maybe feel kind of terrible and you've allowed him to console you and heal you and to just be near you. Yeah. God's not going to deny you that grace, right? Like, right? like God is going to say, hey, this grace is so amazing and so abundant and so big and so powerful. It's going to make you happy. That's it's going to make you joyful. Yeah. And that's why it's like that whole encounter experience and the retreat experience that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Described as a mountaintop experience, you know, it's like, that's where he is. And so for us to, um, yeah, go there, know that it's achievable on earth. We just have these guidelines that we kind of help us along the way in Mm -hmm. order to, um, stay in that state, to stay on the mountain. Yeah. There's, um, you know, I've talked about, you know, mission trips. There's, there's always, there's always a teen on a mission trip that starts out like, you want me to do what for a week? I'm Mm going to scrape, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little two inch, uh, you know, metal brush and I'm going to scrape a house, like a whole house. Mm. And I'm going to scrape and scrape and scrape and scrape and scrape for five days. And then we're going to paint it and then we're going to go home. And you're telling me that at the end of that, I'm going to feel closer (laughs) to God. But at the end of that, they feel closer to God. And some of it is just the fact that they're, 
you know, they're doing something different. They're doing something different with different people and kind of experiencing the church and experiencing God in that way. But a lot of it is that they've just said yes. Mm-hmm. They've just given God the room mm-hmm. to work in their lives for just a few days. And, yeah. it, and, you know, those kind of experiences, I think, as human beings, they, they teach us a lot about about not only what God wants for us and how we attain that, but also who God who God made us to be, mm-hmm. um, which is, is hard to keep in, in perspective sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Let them in your garden. Definitely. I keep going back to the garden when, with your shack reference. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is. I love it. But step back, right? Step back. Step back. And, Take and, a look. And know that it's good, like weeds and all. Yeah. Right? It's good. Yeah. It's, good it's a process. It's a process. Definitely. All right. Uh, we are just about out of time. Um, I do want to... Um, what you before, want to do? Before we go, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna put this on the record so that we make Uh-oh. ourselves do it. Oh, okay. Great. Um, we're going to do our best uh, to record an episode or maybe uh, some snippets for an episode uh, at DCYC Diocesan oh. Catholic Youth Conference. <laughs> we'll both be there um, at DCYC. We don't have a table or a booth or anything like that because we're not that. Uh, I don't know. Well, we have mics and headphones. We will. I'll, I'll bring a little uh, recorder and we can kind of record a together. Recorder. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, but uh, if you don't know what DCYC is, um, it's a it's big, huge. It happens in a lot of dioceses, but they have a really awesome one here in the Diocese of Austin. Yeah. And it's next weekend, uh, this first weekend in February. And so both Nikki and I will be there with uh, youth from our respective parishes. Yes. And uh, we'll be um, just enjoying the time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not really in charge of anything. I don't even know who speakers are, but I'm excited to hear whatever is being presented. Same. same. It's going to be really cool. Uh, We're going to try to um, talk to some different teens and, and, you know, different people um, about uh, their relationship with God. And so it's going to be a special episode. I don't know when that will happen. Um, Wow. This is exciting. I'm putting it in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm etching it into digital stone here so that we can uh, uh, hold ourselves accountable wow. to, to, to making it happen. This is news to me too. It's so this is good. It's going to be fun. We talked about it earlier while we were, while we were drinking coffee and I was, like, I was like, we, we have to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So game on. Okay, cool. Well, um, let's pray and uh, ragamuffins, we hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your week and uh, that you're living in beatitude. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, the and Son, the and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Our, Our Father, who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ragamuffins, thank you so much. Oh yeah, we love y'all. We love you very much, and uh, we're right there uh, in the Beatitude boat with you, so we just really <sighs> encourage you to, um, you know, to, to take a step, a small step, big step, whatever it might be this week, to take mm-hmm. a step and, and um, really uh, say yes, say yes to letting God in uh, to those everyday moments in your life. Absolutely. Have a great week. We love you. All right, peace. Peace. Bye. to Church Podcast is an AMET Creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. 
Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder you are good, you are worthy, you are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace. I did read something recently about, about Jesus and naps. I know we've talked about that a bunch mm-hmm. of times, but, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes a boat's thrown in there, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, just the importance of rest. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't, we don't do that enough. We don't do it enough. And, and there's a little bit of shame attached to it. I don't yeah. know if it's just like a Western thing, Yeah. but, um, it's so important. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of, you know, that, that drive to, to do something, uh, proactive, Pro- productive, productive, yeah. even to be innovating. There's a, there's a drive to be doing mm. new things or exploring yeah, new yeah, things. Yeah. Right. Mm. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, well, if I'm not doing that, if I'm spending, mm-hmm. you know, just 10 minutes sort of looking around the room and appreciating or, or not even necessarily being idle, but just kind of focused on the here and now that we're doing something wrong. Right. That, yeah. it, that if I'm not, you know, like, like Matt's in sales. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a part of him that is like, if I'm not selling, right, I'm doing something wrong, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm missing something or not being productive. Exactly. Not, yeah. yeah. And I, I really think that in our, in our, I will say our faith life, I think there's a distinction between our faith life and our prayer life. The two go together, but mm-hmm. certainly in our prayer life, I think Jesus wants us to, to rest, spend more time being still in prayer yeah. and to allow our rest to be, you know, uh, I was talking with our confirmation kids yesterday about how, like, sometimes all, all we really need in prayer is just to sit there with Jesus mm-hmm. as our friend, like just to kind of sit and not say anything and not really think about anything and not try to get any yeah. answers necessarily, just to kind of... Be, it can be so disarming. Yeah. It's yeah. like awkward and feels like, eh, yeah. what am I... I should be doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if I'm programmed and if I'm not, then I'm going to pull out my phone and find something to do. Yeah. I am totally guilty of that. Me too. Big time, big time.